Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host here with your co-host, Chris, the fantasy expert. And in today's show, we will be reacting to week nine and giving our waiver picks for week 10. And this is the first time that we have transitioned in this podcast history to two shows per week. We decided to move the main show to Wednesday. And then we're doing this show on Monday where we have a reaction to the previous week where we talk about some storylines and some injury news, I guess, but that would be under, there's not really much fantasy injury, fantasy relevant injury news for this week. And then we talk about our waiver wire guys um, after that. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot of fun, Chris. I'm looking forward to it. And it's probably going to be a shorter show, but it should still be a lot of fun. Yeah. And what a crazy week it was. There's a ton of headlines to go over. I mean, we've got a, a lot of news and I guess I'll, I'll lead it off. How about Richie James Calvin going for 183 yards and a touchdown? That's pretty crazy. With yeah, it was ridiculous. I mean, no one expected this. You know, we thought Debo Samuel, Brayden and I, Kendrick Warren, we thought maybe there will be a mix of a few guys for that 49 offense. But it was really all Richie James. And, and as it I turned know, out, all three of those guys were out. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. that helped him shine. So, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty crazy game. Debo Samuel missed it with a hamstring injury. Brandon mm-hmm. Ayuk was in close contact with Kendrick Bourne, who tested positive for COVID. So they both missed it, and I think both Bourne's status especially is up in the air for next week. But, yeah, I mean, 183 yards, nine receptions, a touchdown. I was pretty impressed, and we'll talk about him more later. But, I mean, Chris, is there any big takeaway for you? I, th- I know you think he's a pretty good waiver wire ad at least, even though even if the guys come back. Do you think he'll have a bigger role in the offense Yeah, I mean, forward? even if the guys come back, right now the 49ers seem to be scrounging for some kind of bright spot in their team. I mean, they have so many guys out mainly on defense, but there are still a few on offense. I mean, there are still a few prolonged absences on offense. I mean, you've got Raheem Mostert, who's out. And then you've got Samuel Ayuk and uh, Samuel and Ayuk, who have both struggled with injuries non-related to COVID before. Now Bourne is out. They might be out another week. Samuel, we know he's super injury prone. He could be out another week. Richie James is an interesting play, and I could definitely see you. Especially, uh, he's one of those guys where – you feel like you have a tough matchup. Maybe you have a few players on buy, and you're you really don't think you're expected to win your matchup. And you think, hey, I need that that big blow up guy. I think Richie, Richie James can be an interesting play for a lot of people. Yeah, I'm gonna say I think Richie James. I, yeah, I do agree that he's a good ad. I, he's not quite didn't quite make my waiver list, but um, he was. St- and we're gonna explain. We're doing the waiver wires a little bit differently, but we'll explain that. Um, I think if two of these guys sit out, I like him, and that is, I mean, it's possible. I think Debo and Bourne could very well miss another week I don't know about I mean even if Bourne comes back I'll say if either Debo or Ayuk sit out I think Richie James is a nice viable waiver ad for this week and since that's likely I mean Ayuk's probably going to play but if Debo may sit out then I think Richie James could be good I think when they all three come back he's probably going away just because he hasn't been involved in that offense throughout this year but then again you never know because we thought Travis Fulgham would go away when or I guess none of their guys really came back except Jalen Rager. We thought Travis Fulgham's role in the offense would decrease. And, mm-hmm. I mean, he's really established himself as the wide receiver one. So, I think even when everyone returns in Philadelphia, he'll still be the wide receiver one over there. But I just think uh, – I don't know. We've not seen Richie James, like, ever have a big mm-hmm. game. This is a career day for him. I don't know if this is going to continue when all three of the guys come back. Yeah, it's going to be interesting what his role is, but I think that there's definitely, it's definitely a bright spot. I mean, 183 yards in the touchdown, any fantasy manager would love that, but I'm not sure if that's going to carry over. If it does, that would be great for people that pick him up. So that's why I have him as an interesting guy. We'll talk about him a little bit later and even more depth. 
All right. Well, let's talk about a different wide receiver. A.J. Brown of the Tennessee Titans has scored six touchdowns in his last mm-hmm. five games. Yes, that is right. In his last five games, he has had 40 targets. That's a lot. And actually, in week one, the other game he played, he had eight more. So, I mean, I said A.J. Brown was a sell high, but Chris disagreed. And I think Chris actually might be right about this, shockingly enough. I, I mean, mean, yeah. So, I I didn't. I wasn't like extremely high on AJ Brown because I thought, Hey, this touchdown projection must go down, you know? And so I wouldn't necessarily, I didn't necessarily have him as a sell high, but it wasn't like I was trying to buy him low. I mean, he wasn't, you know, I thought at the price he was going at was pretty fair because I wanted to see how his touchdowns kept up, but he's just kept producing week after week. And each week I keep on saying, Oh no, Looks like his matchup is going down the tubes, but uh, whatever Chris says over the past week, he keeps like saying down the tubes. He said like at least five times where it's like every single time something goes wrong, he says it to make fun of me for saying a perfectly common phrase. <laughs> yeah, sorry, my as Calvin. Oh, by the say, way, my usage, was... my usage of down the tubes has gone down the tubes. <laughs> by the way, I pulled up AJ Brown at Pro Football Reference. Did you know his name is Arthur Juan? What? That's interesting, huh? Bet oh. you never knew that. He's oh, also yeah, only six feet. Also Arthur only six Watt. feet tall. Only six feet tall, and uh, two hundred. Yeah, he plays like DK pounds. Metcalf, but he's only six feet tall, so. But two hundred twenty-six pounds, so he's big. But mm-hmm. I mean, the touchdowns are probably going to go down. You can't like no wide receiver keeps up this pace at this pace for a full season. He'd be about eighteen touchdowns, or no, nineteen touchdowns. Um, but that that no wide receiver ever does that. But it's time to consider. And I this know, is wait, kind of a crazy question. This might be a crazy question. Calvin, we're going on to a record. I read earlier today that uh, Antonio Brown has the record right now. He had a touchdown in eight straight games. Could A.J. Brown push that? That's going to be interesting. What are his his next matchup against against Indy? That's okay pass defense. Then against no, Baltimore and then against the Bears. Indy. Actually. Wait, are you sure he's facing Indy? He's facing Indy, Baltimore, and Indy again. But, I mean, that doesn't necessarily – those defenses, pass defenses aren't the best. Baltimore's is probably better than Indy's, but Indy is pretty average against the pass. They're just good against the run. But I think mm-hmm. what I want to ask, he's had three 80-yard games in the past five games. He's exceeded seven targets in each one, gotten a touchdown in each one, which probably won't continue. He's had two 100-yard games. One of them was over 150. Is he, like, and he's such a good deep threat, like DK Metcalf, who has proven he can be a wide receiver one. Is A.J. Brown a wide receiver one rest of season? Yes or no? On the spot. I'm going to say yes. Oh, I don't know what I want to say. He's close. He's I'm going to Oh. I, okay, well, th- the thing is, I mean, the Titans were averaging 32.8 points per game. I think that was after week 7. Since then, they've scored 24 and 20, so below their average and AJ Brown, well, he in one game he only he salvaged it with a touchdown cuz he only had 24 receiving yards. But then last week, he caught four of nine targets, which I mean, again, isn't the greatest, but because he's a deep ball guy, like that's a classic DK Metcalf stat line, stat line, four of nine targets for 101 yards. I'll say he's right there. I think he's mm-hmm. I'll give it to him. He's I mean, like he's around getting, 12. When you look at it, when you look at four catches, you might think, "Hey, maybe he only got five targets." But when he gets nine targets, that says something. He's going to catch one, you know? So. Yeah, exactly. DK gets like four of eight targets all the time. DK started the season with four straight games of four catches. His stats don't really look that good unless you look at the targets. And that's why, like, a lot of people are like, oh, he had five catches last game. If he had six, it, like, a, for a deep waiver wire sleeper, if he had and six, then, yeah. if he had six mm-hmm. targets in that game 
and hasn't been targeted at all in other games, that doesn't necessarily mean a ton. It means something. But you got to look not just at the catches, but at the targets. And if they're consistently not catching a lot of passes, maybe that's because of poor quarterback play, or maybe they're not that good. Or it could be because they're a deep ball guy like A.J. Brown is. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting how kind of deep ball threats, how they play in the fantasy, because a lot of times they're hit or miss. But I feel like this is really the first year where you can trust a deep ball threat. Like, I mean, Tyree Kill, you can maybe say, has been an outlier. Tyree Kill is the exception. But even Tyree Kill, it seems like some games, he'll, he still plays kind of a more of a workhorse role. I think this year it's actually gone a little bit more to deep ball, especially with Travis Kelsey coming on like he has. But, uh, you know, we haven't really seen, like, two or – now we even have three. Like, you include Tyree Kill in that list. You have DK Metcalf. A.J. Brown is doing so well right now. There are three guys that can definitely fit in that category. And the thing is, they're being they're playing consistently well right now. Like, I mean, Tyreek Hill hasn't been great consistency-wise, but he's still been very solid, and he's put up huge numbers, which is what you're really looking for from that deep ball threat. He's, those are the guys that can win you matchups. And when people like DK Metcalf and A.J. Brown are doing that consistently, that can be huge for a fantasy team. Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, Tyreek Hill, keep in mind, last time he played a full season, I mean, in 2018, well, he was third in points per game that year. In 2019, uh, he was a little bit lower. He had an off year near the end. Then I think he picked it up in the playoffs, if I'm remembering correctly. He was still number 10 in points per game. So I would still say Tyreek Hill is like, he's been the exception for a while. That was those, the 10th was in 2019 and the first was 2018 again. But I, yeah, I agree. That's it's like the big three, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf. And I won't put Tyler Lockett in there because occasionally Tyler Lockett has those games where he gets a ton of catches too. But like that, you're, I don't think we've ever seen like, you're right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. if you I think about it, I'm thinking about deep ball guys, A.J. Green, Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones. Even those guys aren't pure deep ball threats like D.K., A.J. Yeah. Brown, and Tyreek Hill. It's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you look at these stats right now. If A.J. Brown had played a full season, the only receivers he would be behind are Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, who's he's only bought behind by, like, 0.8 average. Uh, let me see who else. Tyler Lockett, he's behind by 0.05. Is that – wait, is this half PPR? Yeah, half PPR and DK Metcalf. Those are the only guys. Yeah, I mean, he's a wide receiver one rest of season. You're convincing me even more. Let's move on. Tom Brady – threw three picks in a 38-3 to loss to the Saints, even though he got Antonio Brown, even though he got Chris Godwin. He has those two, plus Evans, plus Gronk, plus Leonard Fournette as a running back. There's no excuse. But just when Brady was looking like a solid start each week, he just faltered for like 2.36. I don't know. Is he? I guess he's a – for me, he's a borderline top 10, border, maybe borderline top 12 the rest of the season. So hard to – I don't know what to think. Chris, are you comfortable starting the, him this week? I'll look up his matchup. I don't want to overreact to this. I mean, he's – we know Tom Brady is a, is, an, is a great quarterback. He's not some Tua Tagovailoa where it's his second game and all of a sudden he has three picks and all that. I think he's going to rebound. I'd put him ahead of top 10 just because we've seen what he can do. Antonio Brown, uh, we're going back to the A Browns. <laughs> pretty interesting. Uh, not purely a deep ball threat, though. Yeah. He, Wait, what were Antonio Brown's stats? For 31 yards. And uh, he had five targets. But some people are going to say this is bad. And the, but he didn't play snaps, flexing, though, did he? Some people flexed him, including in our league, which I thought was an interesting idea. I wouldn't have necessarily done it. But five targets in a game like that, I'm honestly not mad about that. I think that's a bright spot. But I think some people are going to be taking it a lot worse than others. So I think this is actually a good time to try and buy low on Antonio Brown. 
Yeah, and he got 39 snaps in the game. So that wasn't even – he didn't play full snaps. So I'm not worried about Brown. I like Brown. It's a nice buy low. You might want to consider doing that. But I think Brady might be a good buy low too after his next couple of games. He's facing the Panthers next week who have a good pass defense. Very good. And then the Rams on Monday Night Football the week after who have an even better pass defense. So And then after that, he gets the Chiefs, which are eh. Vikings, terrible. Buccaneers, uh, I guess – or no, not Buccaneers. <laughs> Excuse me. He's on the Buccaneers. The Falcons, who have a good pass defense. Lions, mm-hmm. then the Falcons again. So that's not a bad schedule after that. Wait, can I we guess, I guess the Falcons the- Fal- the Falcons at the end of the season doesn't really matter because that's outside of the fantasy playoffs. But, like, you might want to buy Tom Brady low after week 12 against the Rams because he's going to be – he might continue to do badly over the next couple of weeks. I'd probably bench him unless you really – like, unless your choice is between him and streamers. But, I mean, he's so good. He's Tom Brady. So, I mean, he's not – he's probably borderline top 12 against these good pass defenses. hmm Yeah. Okay. Um, Kalen Ballage. I Kalen like a wrecking ballage. Yeah, you can finally uh, – is it Ballage or Ballage? Ballage, I think. Oh, Kalen Ballage. Okay, yeah, right. It doesn't really work. I Kalen okay. like Ballage. Ballage. Copyright 2016. Wait, or actually, I don't know when it was written, but I don't – are we allowed to sing that on the show? Do we have to give copyright? I think that uh, whatever her name is, uh, Lady Gaga would give us permission. Yeah, I mean, if she knew who we were. Um, Kaylin Balazs. Yeah, you could finally name your... I mean, I would give credit for the name, except it's been everywhere. I've seen it on ESPN. I've seen it all over, like, Twitter. Like, he got 17 touches and 84 yards for the Chargers. Over Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly, who both played. Troy Main Pope, who was the Kaylin Balazs of last week, missed the game due to a concussion. But I'm not taking much stock into this. This guy hasn't played all year, got onto the practice squad, was promoted and just was on fresh legs while the rest of the defense had played half a season already. I'm not buying it, especially when Austin Eckler comes back. I'll say he's still a good waiver wire ad, but... I like how Calvin does this, and then we get to waiver wire, and he'll be oh, like... Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Where do I have him ranked? Oh, no. Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I have him ranked as my number one waiver wire ad because he's a running back, and you need running backs. And it's, the waiver wire, it's for this week. It's short term. Yeah, the term. waiver wire is actually this really week. weak. Honestly, like this uh, week, this, this week, I actually, well, Jordan Wilkins or Kalen Balazs or Ballage or no Balazs <laughs> can't say it. He's a, you should add him, but he's not going to keep up this protection. There's no way you can quote me on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. McCaffrey with, uh... and Dalvin cook exceeded 30 McCaffrey in his return. Cook got like 38 McCaffrey got like 32 um, and Kyler Murray racked up 38 as well. So we're just talking some big games here. Kyler Murray has just gotten better and better. Uh-huh. So if, if you bought yeah. him low, that's not even that bad at this point. Dalvin Cook, it's too. He's had like two games of. He had 47, and then like 38. Yeah, six touchdowns over the past two games. Yeah, and then it would have been smart to buy McCaffrey low because people forget about him when he was hurt. As soon as he came back, maybe it's like, oh, Mike Davis. I don't know. Mike Davis, they said he still have a role. Yeah, I know. That's it's why too late I was to buy him low now. I was – I when people sent me offers from McCaffrey, I was considering him. I think I was valuing, valuing him too low. Once he came back, though, I just realized, like, what he is, and I'm just – I'm basically not trading him unless I get some insane offer. How about for Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook? Yes, I would accept that right away. <laughs> and but. disappointing performances. DeAndre Hopkins gets 4.5, while Christian Kirk stole the show with 123 yards and two touchdowns on five catches. 
Do you realize that Christian – wait, let's look at Christian Kirk's this is, stats. This is all game script right now. Uh, Christian Kirk, I think he's had four touchdowns in the past three games. So. No, he's had, like – it's it's been crazy for him. But, like, I, I will look at his stats. I'm just looking at his targets. I know he scored a ton of touchdowns, but let's see. Christian, oh, Christian Kirk actually had 16 targets in, each, in the last two games. He's only owned in a little more than 50% of leagues, so you might want to add him if he's still in yours. But Christian Kirk has had 12 catches and five touchdowns in the past three games. Ridiculous. That's incredible. And also 19 targets. So, I mean, he's not going to keep that up. He's still worth an ad for sure. But And, and Hopkins is going to be fine. Hopkins has been fine for almost all of the year. I'm really not sure what. Mm-hmm. I think, but the only the only scary part is Kyler Murray did so well, and Hopkins I mean, didn't get any. I'm sure the reason Kyler Murray and Christian Kirk were able to just rack up the points, is I'm sure the Dolphins were for some reason just playing total lockdown on DeAndre Hopkins. Like they probably. For, had what do you mean for some down. reason? He's good. Yeah, well, I mean more than they should because, as you saw, other players can light up the field for the uh, for that Cardinals offense. So yes, of course. I think, was, I think that's really game script. Teams aren't going to be able to do that, especially with Christian Kirk coming. That's actually the going to help DeAndre Hopkins because it takes some of the pressure off. The it allows, passing... it, it yeah. forces us, Christian Kirk being on that team and being a deep threat forces uh, DeAndre or the secondaries to ha- and the safeties to have to drop back and maybe focus on a deeper guy like Christian Kirk instead <laughs> of covering Wait. DeAndre Hopkins when he crosses over the middles, you know? so Yeah, so now, now teams are going to be focusing on Christian Kirk instead of DeAndre Hopkins, you're saying? <laughs> and no. Okay, just checking. All right, well, do you want to move on to waiver wire? Yeah, let's do it. Waiver wire. All right. Waivers. Waiver wire. And this time we're doing it a little bit differently because we uh, have our waiver episode. We don't need urgent ads or anything like that. But we're going to do our top five ads this week plus a deep sleeper. And we're going to rank our ads in order. And I'm struggling with my rankings right now. And here's the catch. Here is the catch. Here is the catch. They have to be owned in 40% or less, or no, less than 40% of ESPN leagues. Let's say that. Um, so, because like Jordan Howard was owned in 40.1, so we can't do him, but Chris, do you want to do less than 40% or 40 or less? 40 or less. Okay. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. I don't think Are it's you- going to make that much of a difference. <laughs> <laughs> what if they're owned at exactly 40? We're going to do them. But, sure. I mean, we, we decided to do this because other podcasts, other fantasy sites do 50% or less, which some of these leagues, like, guys, uh, Devontae Freeman should not be available in more than 50% of ESPN leagues. He's probably coming back this week. Mm-hmm. Chris, Chris has gone – oh, good. I was about to say you've gone silent. But, like – we we got it. We're doing forty percent or less. We're taking a stand. And my first my first guy who I just talked down on was Kalen Balaj. Oh, I'm gonna say it's Kalen Balaj. I'm gonna stick with it. But what if Troy Main Pope comes? No, it's it's Jordan Wilkins. I'm tilting. I'm tilting, tilting like the spitballers always say. They're tilting in their mock drafts on their show. But enough about their show. It's Jordan Wilkins. He's had 31 carries in the past two games. Chris thought of this. And it, he's splitting carries with Jonathan Taylor. Who would have thought? I mean, mm, he hasn't done that well. Hasn't crazy. scored a touchdown. But it's he, he's scored, got 11 carries last game, 20 the week before. Frank Reich likes him. 
So, and they're coming in to face the Titans. I think he's probably the number one ad because he's more of a long-term ad too. And your number one ad, Chris, is also Jordan Wilkins. Yeah, uh, I I like Jordan Wilkins. He had 31 carries in the last two games. He's gotten touchdowns. And can we be honest? John Wait, he hasn't had has touchdowns, nothing. has he? What? He has, hasn't he not had touchdowns? I think he had one touchdown. Uh, oh, okay. I, I, last I don't week. know. But can we be honest? Jonathan Taylor has done absolutely nothing. Well, I don't, I don't want to be dishonest or anything, but, like, you're kind of right. I think he was injured in one game, but then he didn't do anything the next game either, did he? Yeah, but Calvin, I mean, he's actually, he's been okay. He's been solid, but he, he's <laughs> done. Like, he's, his numbers haven't been enough to really warrant me, like, absolutely loving him right now. He only had six carries versus Baltimore. Jordan Wilkins had 11. But, I mean, I think Jordan Wilkins' workload is going to drop off as his legs get less fresh and less fresh. Like, don't expect Jordan Wilkins and Kalen Balash to keep it up. Uh, yeah, I don't expect them to keep it up, but I do think that this is a very promising sign, and that's why I have Jordan Wilkins as my number one guy as well. I just think that his potential is really rising, especially if he starts to take over that role. I mean, he didn't play that great with his 11 snaps, only going for 39 yards, but against Detroit, he had 20 carries, 89 yards, and a touchdown. So, All right. Yeah, my number two is... Kalen Bolage, because if Troy Main Pope comes back, that backfield's really messy. He's only number two because running backs are just so important. Number three, should do you mind if I just go through mine? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, <laughs> just checking. Um, do you mind if so. I just interrupt I really mind, you? Calvin. Okay. Oh, I see. Number three, Darnell Mooney of Chicago. 6.4 targets per game for the last five weeks. I really hyped him up on Twitter. He caught five passes for 43 yards, so he didn't do too bad, but got 11 targets. And this week he gets Minnesota. I really – he's a great ad. If you don't need a running back, he should be your number one ad. Like, I don't need a running back. My running backs are so good. Number four, Dalton Schultz, 15 targets in the past two games. How many has he caught? Like, nine of them? Five of them? Or seven of them? Between, like, seven and nine or something. Mm-hmm. And he's been, like, that safety option for Ben DiNucci and Garrett Gilbert. Maybe yeah. Andy Dalton once he comes back. And KJ Hamler, my last guy, six catches this week. He's shown a rapport with Drew Locke. And nobody was out during that six-catch game. It was just K.J. Hamler was getting targets. So I like him. He's not the best waiver ad. I'd rather have Darnell Mooney, who's owned in virtually no leagues. But, I mean, he's a good backup option. And my deeps – okay, actually, before we do deep sleepers, Chris, you can do your two through five. Yeah, um, I have four running backs this week. So it's a bit running back heavy. That kind of says something. There are a lot of running back injuries and news coming out about them. I actually didn't love the wide receiver class this week. It really only seemed like Richie James was kind of the guy. and I didn't what, really Darnell Mooney? And, and Mooney. Don't Mooney. be disrespectful. This is a young way coup situation. <laughs> but he didn't really do much. Did you just say young way coup didn't do much? No, Darnell Mooney didn't. Oh, of course. Well, no, he did. He got 11 targets because Nick Foles didn't have time. Nick Foles didn't have any time in the pocket. He couldn't, like... He's shown when he has time, he can find Mooney. Mooney caught a deep pass in the previous game. Yeah, You'll okay. See. Against Minnesota, who traded away in Gawkway and is just hapless at this point. Would you call it hapless or helpless or both? I have no idea. I don't really care, though. <laughs> Next, uh, <laughs> don't know, don't two, care. <laughs> my, ne- my number two is Caitlin Balazs. And actually, I, I like him. I think that as long as Austin Eckler stays out, which, could be, which is definitely going to be one, maybe two more weeks, that could be an interesting possible start even because he got all the work we know that that offense is really good Justin Herbert has been playing great they've been getting into the red zone a lot scoring a ton of points and whenever there's a ton of points scored in an offense some of that is going to go to the running back we saw with Justin Jackson very logical conclusion number one role so I don't know I don't see why that wouldn't continue 
because if he's getting all the carries, I don't think they're all gonna, suddenly going to switch it back. Yeah, I mean, uh, he, you need to add running backs, and he's a running back. Like, I mean, I understand why you have Gus Edwards at number three. I mean, he's Yeah, I mean, back. Gus Edwards, he's my – yeah, that's good. That's good coming into my number three because he had 11 carries, and in that offense, if you can – if he develops into the number one back, which we haven't found since, like, Mark Ingram at the very beginning of the season – that could be huge. I mean, he's been, it's not like he's just getting all the carries and not doing anything with it. He's been doing a lot. He had a touchdown last week. I think he had 60 yards or something like that. So I think that he's going to continue. He's definitely worth a waiver wire ad. And then Alvin already talked a little bit about Darnell Mooney. Yeah, he did have 11 targets. So that's very uh, good to see. I was worried about his target share going into the next week and just kind of how it was all going to look with Nick Foles if it was kind of just an outlier game. But it turns out it's not. Definitely go ahead and pick him up. He's Probably, I think, yeah, he is the best uh, wide receiver available on the waiver wire, which says says something about this class. And then, oh, which says something about Darnell Mooney. Last but not least, I have <laughs> Johnson, and this is because David Johnson could be possibly out. The uh, the Texans seem to be struggling a little bit on the often or on the uh, or in the passing game at times. It kind of seems like so. I think they're going to have to lean on Duke Johnson and his pass catching ability, especially makes him. Possibly a valuable add, especially, I mean, if you're in a PPR league, please go ahead and add Duke Johnson and maybe even consider starting him for this week. Because if he's getting the big workload and he's catching passes, yeah. that could be really big for his value. Yeah, I mean, going back to Gus, I like Duke Johnson, but going back to Gus Edwards, he had good carries in two of the games, and you're sort of convincing me on him. He'd probably be my number six guy, and maybe he sneaks into the top five, so I like the pick. It's just that when Mark Ingram comes back, I feel like it's a little too messy for me with J.K. Dobbins there as well. But... I mean, Gus Edwards is still going to be productive. He'll be maybe even more efficient than he already is, if that's possible. But, mm-hmm. Chris, can you do your deep sleeper first? Because mine's kind of funny. Yeah. It's oh, funny, yeah. but true. It's like the young... My deep sleeper is Zach Paschal, and T.Y. Hilton is out. And honestly, this is kind of a weird prediction, but Zach Paschal got five carries. The Colts threw to 11 different receivers, and it's promising to me that he came you out on five top catches, of that. Just that not five really catches. No one else. And I think this week with T.Y. Hilton out, that's going to really – it might teach Philip Rivers a lesson about what can happen when you maybe don't throw to T.Y. Hilton. You are able to find other guys. And I think that T.Y. Hilton's role is going to slowly get eliminated from this offense. Zach <laughs> Pascal is going to emerge as the number one. It already has been eliminated from the offense. Yeah, I feel like Zach pascal has been in and out of waiver wires for like two years. I still like it, but it's just tough. My deep sleeper, the next young Waiku, like a guy that comes out of nowhere and does insane. Mm-hmm. Taysom Hill. Listed as a tight end, however, he has had 15 non-quarterback touches in the last two games. He's got three passes, had 12 carries, averaged over seven yards a carry. He has had, uh, how many points? 22, or no, 23.42 in the last two games. That's definitely top 10 tight end numbers in the past two games. It's probably top eight. Like, he's been utilized often. He's so risky, but when he breaks out, he can, like, win you a week. If you don't have a tight end and just need someone to break out, like, if you're facing a superior team, get Taysom Hill. Come on. Like, he's worth the raw. He's a top 24 tight end. We should have mentioned him more in our draft preview. He's a top 24 tight end. I mean, he wasn't really good at the start of the season. But, Chris, would you agree? Top 24 yeah, rest of the season? I mean, if he keeps this up, I wouldn't necessarily rank him as top 24 just because I don't think this production is going to be consistent enough. But it's so easy to be a top 24 tight end. Just inconsistent, but he'll finish there. I don't think so. He's already ranked number 33. I mean, he's kind of... Okay, well, fine. Rest of season. He hasn't done enough for me. Maybe rest of season, but... Uh, I Including don't, these I don't, two games. I don't love this pick, Calvin, just because I don't trust his workload enough. 
Okay, it's fair. He said that's why I'm calling it a deep sleeper. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have two good honestly, tight ends, actually, it's okay. As, it's okay as a deep sleeper because I do think he's a very, very deep sleeper. But yeah, it's like if you have two good tight ends, don't add him. But like you know, deep, deep, deep. And I'm gonna take a victory lap. By the way, Irv Smith, my other deep sleeper, <laughs> had two touchdowns. Also had two catches. He wasn't. He's it's been so weird lately. But I mean, he hasn't. I guess he hasn't been that great. He's been fine with the touchdowns, but like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It didn't yeah. really work out, but that's why he was a deep sleeper. Mm-hmm. That's it. Wow, that was a quick episode. That's what these are going to be. Now that we have two episodes, a we e e e e e e. Thank you that's for tuning in. Roll the credits. Do, 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 do. What was that? Was that your own rendition? Uh, I was gonna do the like the Fox Century thing. Or whatever it's called. NFL and Fox theme? No, like the, the Fox Century thing, you know that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember what it sounds like, but you and you didn't really good, <laughs> do a good job of painting a picture in my head. And then and then I went, and then my mind transitioned to the Star Wars theme, so I started seeing the Star Wars Wait, can we get that playing while I do the credits? Mm-hmm. Wait, okay, ready, set, actually, wait, are we, or I don't know if we're a copyright issues, copyright issues. Or, yeah, whatever. Okay, it's fine. Do, 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 do. If you want to check out our website, you can do so at sites. Okay, no, never mind. If you want to find our website with preseason rankings and articles, and we might get a new one soon from Touchdown Kirk. We'll see. I think he was mm-hmm. considering writing one. You go to tinyurl.com slash sgfpod or sites.google.com slash view slash second and goal fantasy. And if you want to follow our podcast on Twitter, you can do so at SGF pod. I'm at Calvin underscore SGF. Chris is at Chris underscore SGF. And if you want to follow our live sports talk show on Twitter, you can do so at SG sports talk. And uh, we host it. It's, you can go to sportscastr.com slash SG sports talk to find it. That's sportscaster.com slash SG sports talk. We have a weekly sports talk show, video show, and play by play of various sporting events. And uh, you can email that show at second goal sports talk.com or no, second goal sports talk at gmail.com with questions. Mm-hmm. Email us second goal fantasy at gmail.com with questions or contact us on Twitter at, on our preferably on our uh, personal accounts. Um, and think that's it i tecmo hole where i used to write is shutting down being replaced by sportscaster news and i have not written an article for the site yet once i do i can't really find i'm having trouble finding my link for it but i'll try to get you guys that once i write an article and then i think it's a pretty long link too so it's going to take a long time to read on the show so maybe i can get a tiny url for my link and then i will uh or for the link and i'll get you guys that mm-hmm. so all right. Is that it? Yeah, I think so. All right. Young Maiku is my number one kicker. We'll see you next time.